Welcome to the Songwriters Podcast with Ann Sibley. I give it, I take it. You are listening to Molly Venter and episode four. Thanks to Rocky Mountain Prayer Healing for supporting this episode of the Songwriters Podcast. Leslie Foster is helping people's bodies to heal themselves through prayer, forgiveness, energy healing work, and flower essences. Go to RockyMountainPrayerHealing.com to connect with Leslie and her services, including healing touch for your beloved pets. That's RockyMountainPrayerHealing.com. Thanks to Kelly Productions for sponsoring this episode of the Songwriters Podcast. Since 1986, Kelly Productions has provided high-quality, imaginative entertainment for premier resorts, private events, and weddings on the Monterey Peninsula, as well as corporate clients nationwide. Their talented entertainers include musicians in every genre, as well as vocalists, comedians, magicians, speakers, and so much more. Visit kellypro.com. That's kellypro.com. Today's special guest on the podcast is Molly Venter. She is truly a spiritual powerhouse. She's a singer-songwriter, a friend, a mother, a wife, so many things in this world. I hope her songwriting today inspires your songwriting as it does mine. It was such a pleasure to sit down with her, have this amazing conversation, and just drink in her music. So without further ado, please enjoy my special conversation with Molly Venter. All right. Well, Molly Venter, I am just so excited to get to sit with you and listen to your music and be with you. So thank you for being here today. I'm so happy to be with you, Anne. I have been enamored by your music since like the first time I've heard you. And uh, we'll get into those stories. But I would love to start off with one of your songs. So in case, in case anyone hasn't heard you that's listening to the podcast, um, I want them to fall in love with your music like I do. I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost in your gaze and your smell and your touch. I'm lost, I'm lost. In a bittersweet feeling of loving this much And it hurts to have you need me this way And it hurts to know you will leave me someday mm-hmm. I give it take it I know there'll be days there'll be moments we break it but I want it and I need it all the love here between us I drink it I breathe it now I see how my heart is fully undefended and i feel i am forever reoriented Ah, 
every change and I listen for your sounds cause I'm here and you're here I'm awake and you're loved and I'm lost and I'm found If you have dabbled in songwriting but you want to improve your skills and write great songs that you truly like check out my six-week online songwriting group program. It's designed so you can zoom in from anywhere to feel inspired again, be in a supportive group with us, and put songwriting on your schedule and make it a much bigger part of your life. It's a satisfying healing practice. Just check out my six-week online songwriting group program at my website, annsibley.com. It's not too late to register, but the class is filling up for August. So jump in early, get in on the early bonuses before August 1st. Go to annsibley.com and reach out, set up a consultation call today. I wonder if when you're playing music, like you were just singing that for us right now, do you feel that? Do you feel the music? I know the answer, but in, in your whole body. It's so wonderful because I mean, there are times when I don't write if I'm too anxious about playing and I can miss the whole experience for myself and people might still say, that was nice. Oh, no, no. But, but just now, of course, yeah, it's you sink into a different place, especially while writing. I mean, honestly, and I meant to say, I wrote that for my little Bambino Otis when he was a couple months old. Um, but so especially when I'm writing a song is when probably I feel it the most, although that's changing and I'll explain, but forever writing is where just, uh, it just, the whole body, you know, it just, it's coming from a body place and really relaxed. It's a different space, state of consciousness. I now know, now that I've been learning about consciousness it's a, it's a different you know my brain waves are probably doing different things and my nervous system is doing different things and um the unconscious mind is able to come through so so when I write clearly it's emotional and there's lots of slobbering and snotting everywhere um and then when I perform uh if the space feels really lovely like this and I'm not nervous then yes, I get to, I get to feel all those feelings. But in the past, it's been harder for me to access that while performing because of whatever hangups I had. And I will say, Anne, that when I first saw you perform, I was like, how does she do that? How does she, how does she just go into it? She just gets that posture in her body and her hands go down and she's just She's just an open channel, right? In front of people. And so to me, the in front of people was always the tricky part, but I'm getting better. Well, I love that. And you've blessed so many people with your music for so long and have done so much performing and to show up and perform and perform your original music, even when, yeah, we get stuck in our minds. We're like, what do people think about us? Or something happened, you know, with a babysitter right before the show or... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can really take us out of the music. But I love that um, you're explaining your songwriting process. And when you're in that, no one's there. And you're Mm -hmm. really just tuned into you. And Mm -hmm. tuned in, like you said, like slobbering and snotting, like all the emotions that want to come up and out. And I love that because I often 
you know, will remind my songwriters because they'll say, well, I, you know, I was writing this and I'm wondering like, is it going to land with people? Is it going to touch people? And I, you know, I remind them like, we can't be in that part of our thinking mind while we're writing. We need to tap in to our body, to our emotions. Um, because we're going to end up touching people if we've touched something deep in us. And I think that's something that you are super good at. And, and like you said, maybe the first time you saw me, I remember, um, so for those of you that don't know, um, you have a lot of music to catch up on, <laughs> but Molly um, was in a band called Red Molly with Lori and Abby, and um, we met them and started opening some shows for you guys, and and it was so, that I don't know if you remember this, but I think the first time, yes, the first time we were in probably like Fall River, Massachusetts, and we were doing, we were opening for you guys. And when you guys showed up, um, the three of you had learned one of my songs and yeah. so we got you up on stage and you all sang harmonies on it. And I was just in heaven. So I love that our original music, uh, we've connected with each other that way and our mm -hmm. singing voices. Um, but yeah, it's been such a pleasure to watch your music over the years and to watch you also in a duo uh, with your husband. So we have that in common as well. So I've been enjoying the good night moonshine and, and uh, just all the wonderful stuff you do on your Patreon. Um, mm -hmm. I know we talked about that on another episode with Beth Wood, but for folks that haven't looked up these Patreon pages, they're just these uh, amazing places for us. And Molly, you've really, you've really been so generous in your Patreon, but you know, I joined, I'm a member you know, hopefully Molly gets my, you know, uh, small thank you each month, you know, in the paycheck. But, you know, you're producing these songs and sharing them with us every week. So we're getting like four songs, all your musings, and I just love it. So has Patreon helped you and how has it like affected your songwriting and your music right now? Yeah, thank you. Um, because I, you know, I signed up for Patreon the, the the moment that I found out I was having twins, right? So it was right before the pandemic hit and I was still touring full-time with Red Molly and I was trying to have another baby. And then I found out that it was gonna be two more babies and I went, oh my gosh. And wh what I've heard from friends is that every time a woman has a child, she has to have a whole new identity. And that was true for me with my first, but then I thought, what is going to happen to me when I have two babies, like I'm gonna lose myself. My biggest fear was that I would lose my creativity and I would lose this access that I have to, you know, like the unseen realms by just singing and writing. And so I signed up for Patreon, basically as a way to make sure that I didn't ignore the writing because it's so easy to say, oh, there's this to do, there's this to do, there's this to do. But, you know, it was understood by the whole family unit. Oh, I got to go and spend three, four hours and do this thing every single week. And so to do it every week was, I mean, it's just once a week. There's been periods of my life where I write way more than that. But even just once a week was enough to keep it alive and more than keeping it alive. Um, you know, Abigail Bankson said this recently. I don't know if you listened to her, the Banksons, they're a duo. And she, girl, I cannot wait for you to, yeah, she is just straight channeling the whole time. She is something else. And she mentioned that the reason we sit down with quote discipline the way we keep showing up to the work is so that we kind of create this strong vessel 
to be able to catch the inspiration when it comes through because we can't force the inspiration. Um, it is not all about discipline, but the discipline piece allows us to be have those muscles practiced enough so that we can catch it, right? Um, and I love thinking about it that way because uh, there's less, you've heard the analogy before, oh, it's like fishing. You can fish all day and not catch any fish, but you're not gonna catch a fish if you don't sit at the river. And But it's, it's more than that. It's not just sitting idly by, it's kind of um, allowing, you know, for me, if I sit down to write and nothing's coming, I'm just, I'll just start playing cover songs. I'll just try to learn something new on the guitar. I'll, I'll pick up a poem and see if I can put that to music. None of that stuff is ever going to be anything I share with the world, but it keeps me in the practice of it so that when it does start coming through, you know, like a train through my body, through my voice, um, it's not scary. It's just great. I'm so grateful for it. And I catch it. I love that. I love her description and I love, I always have loved our conversations. I'm like, I'm thinking, can we do this every week? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I love that idea of that. The discipline creates a vessel. I think you're speaking artists speak. Otherwise we have so, we can have so much resistance. So many of us to anything that sounds like disciplined and, you know, maybe like very like masculine or like patriarchal and we gotta do that, gotta do that. It's like, no, 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 that, that doesn't speak to my artist spirit or my muse or, but I love that it's like a vessel, a container. And that's, mm -hmm. and what's so neat about Patreon that I'm thinking about right now is that it's a community. So we feel <laughs> held, we feel like we have a purpose because mm -hmm. people are saying with their dollars, people are saying, I want to hear your music. And that just mm -hmm. kind of gives me the chills because I, you made me realize when I signed up for Patreon, I had, I was in the midst of teaching full-time at a school. My kids were in school age and we, we really had stopped touring mm -hmm. and so same. It was such an, it's been such an amazing thing all these years to have that vessel and have that community that's saying, yes, we still want to hear you. I mean, there's times where I open it up and I think, wow, pe these people have been on here for like four years. You know, mm -hmm. do they notice every month there's like this little debit from their account, you know, that's going to me. And so I love that. It's so sweet. And it, and I think that, um, I think I did it a good thing for myself because I'm an ADH person and I won't do anything that I don't like to do. I mean, it's just, you should see the state of my house. Um, so I didn't give myself anything that I didn't want to do. Right. I think a lot of people will say, I'm going to send out a written, I don't know. It wasn't going to happen. So I just literally said, what do I want to do every week? I want to write a song and record it or record a cover. And I want to write an, an essay of sorts, a blog post. And that was all that I said I would do. I mean, then there are higher tiers where maybe I'll write the chords out for people. And I, it was just that until I, I didn't even want to do a live concert that I, that I just still kept getting a no on it, even though I saw other people doing it, like maybe that would be better, more value. But I kept saying to myself, I'm not going to do anything that feels like a, uh, a uphill push. And so most recently what I added was this kind of, um, hypno coaching element of it because I got a certification and hypno coaching and it for me it finally bridges these two worlds of kind of introspection and co consciousness and my music 
And so what I love is helping resource people in terms of the projects that they're trying to get off the ground, because we can hit a lot of resistance for our projects. And there's actually these ways to kind of go in and balance the nervous system and rewire neural pathways and work with the unconscious mind in order to be able to show up for our art. And I, having done like a lot of quote healing work, I still think that me just doing my art is the most quote healing thing that I do. And it's not so hard. It's not, hor it's not horribly difficult and sad. It's generative. Like creativity is just, it's generative. And, um, and so, yes, all that to say, I, I, I just started offering that a monthly kind of part book club, part trance work, part, uh, yeah, part co creativity coaching. I love that hypno coaching, creativity coaching. I mean, I'm having a flashback to, I think our very first conversation at some random festival, you know, where we were talking about consciousness and creativity and I think that, you know, you speak my language, you know, I, before I really understood what hashtags were, I created one called we need healing music. <laughs> mm. And I'm finding, fortunately, the people that are attracted to being in my songwriting coaching groups and courses, they are using songwriting and, and recognizing it as a healing practice. And, you know, that was the way I would explain when people would ask, you know, how do you songwrite or why do you songwrite? And I thought I'm doing it because I'm making sense. This is how I make sense of my world. This yes. is how I figure out really what's going on for me. And then you end up with this gift, with this gem. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that you're doing that. And we'll have to talk more because I feel like I need that to, you know, I'm working on a solo album for the first time and it's it's a lot of money and it's a big stepping in and playing bigger. And we need that support from each other. We do yeah. because what, and what comes up can be just like it literally expanding the nervous system to be able to handle more visibility, right? Like there, we can come up against a wall in terms of visibility, not just the, the generation of art process, but in terms of So there's, there's so many angles and it's, and it's great. I love, I love that people are talking about healing music and it's so good. Yeah. It's so powerful. And yeah, I'll listen to a podcast that has nothing to do with songwriting or music or anything. And they'll talk about how creativity is helping people live longer and having people feel happier. And I know you totally get that. And you know, I think your singing, I mean, for you to use your singing gifts and your songwriting gifts and continue to write music and to even get out and perform again while you have young children um, is really, really a special gift that you're giving to the world. And, and I'm glad that you're, you know, you're giving that to yourself. I think that's a reminder, you know, for us and our listeners is that it's a, you know, I just heard this yesterday. It's a win, win, win. This might've been from the new um, Michael Jordan movie, Air. Um, but this woman was talking about, yes, it's a win, win. It's a win for me. It's a win for you. But she was saying the third win is a win for us as in the world, as in our community. So I know you and I would both say to any songwriters who were sitting with us right now, if we were, oh, that would be really fun to be in person um, with a songwriting circle right now. And we would say, like, we need you. We need your songs. And we need you to write your songs because, you know, we're going to be, I always feel like you're going to be that happy person showing up at the dinner table because you're like, you're processing what's going on inside. 
Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being a gift for others. It does, because like you said, when you make sense of your own experience and you offer this little nugget, it hits somebody and it and you don't even know exactly how it's going to hit them. You know, a line will spark something totally different than you intended in them. But it's because just it ripples because it's just energy. And and the, yeah, uh, I could talk in eight different directions like I like to. But it, yes, I love it. Well, I'm already feeling another song coming on. Um, I would so love to hear you again and hear you share a song. And that first one was so beautiful while while you're getting ready. was Is the first song something you've recorded or is it fairly new yeah. enough that you haven't? Yes, Lost and Found is that first one. And that I believe is on a good night. So my duo with my husband is Good Night Moonshine. And that's on a Good Night Moonshine album. And then I'm gonna play this one that's newer. In my younger years, all of my processing of experiences were more around, um, you know, breakups. But now it's about being in a family system and um, identity and connection and sovereignty. And um, so here is this. This is a this is a newer one that I wrote. But I mean, just because I needed something to post on Friday.
spirit that was such a treat oh that just fills me up it's like when I hear a cello um it, like I feel it in my chest and when I hear your music I feel it in my chest and I think about you know you went back and you shared with us oh my gosh what's going to happen these twins are coming along what's going to happen to my creativity and it's like oh my god you're like your kids and motherhood has just like it made you richer and re more resonant and deep or like it's deeper. It's like more keys on the piano. Like when you and I first met, um, mm. I'm not sure I was a mother yet. And, and uh, it's like, okay, yeah, we were playing some keys there in like the middle of the piano. And now it's like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, we've given birth. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've cared for these kids in the middle of the night. We've gone through like the ups and downs. So that uh, was stunning. I loved that. Oh, I love that analogy. And I love the use of it because I have thought of it in terms of just my own personal growth, right? Like, yes, having kids has, you know, being married and then having kids just created so much more growth. But somehow I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't put it together that of course, of course, it's deepened my creativity and given me more keys. That's, that's beautiful. Thanks for, thanks for saying that. Oh, well, I mean, it's courageous to continue to, for us to take care of them and also, you know, show up for our creativity and yeah. to continue on. And then it can, we, you know, we remind ourselves like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to be role models. We want to be role models to them. We want to take care of us. We want to put on our oxygen mask first. Yeah. <laughs> or it's yeah. like at the same time. I don't know if we ever really do it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, and it's like, I mean, Thich Nhat Hanh said that the greatest gift we can give our children is our own happiness. And so, yeah, it, it does have to happen at the same time, kind of, right? We can't abdicate all responsibility for raising littles. But, but yeah, and it looks different for everyone, the amount of time we need. I remember saying to a friend we were just kind of like rolling in the grass all afternoon and had just this big expansive time of um, connecting to nature and I said oh so I think I need like how many hours a day do I need to fill back up and she said or it might just be minutes it's not really the length it's the deepness that you can go and so building a practice where we you know we can come back to center with three breaths in the bathroom when we need it. And we can tap into our creativity almost the second we sit down because we have been practicing to be able to, oh, when I sit in this chair, I go, I'm in a different place now. I'm not thinking about the grocery list. Um, so, mm. I, it makes me think of you've been so courageous. Talk about visibility and sharing like your, you know, mental health journey and your experience of motherhood and raising twins and, and, you know, getting to know your own brain and want I just, I love that you're going to be helping others because 
I read your, you know, like you said, essays um, on Patreon and, and I'm glad you've been posting more on social media, but I really, really recommend to everybody to look you up and to read because you've been very generous with sharing and um, it just, it always reminds me to be human. I'm in the middle of my day and I'm doing this and that and trying to look good and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to like drive up to the car in my Prius, even though everyone else is like driving way nicer car, like just all those those um, yeah. surface things and how I want to look good. But then it's like, I, I read your stuff and I'm like, oh, human. Yes, I'm a human. I'm a human yeah. I go through ups and downs. So I really yeah. compliment your courage and it's very inspiring. Oh, thank you, Anne. Yeah, I'm a human. I want to feel good. I want to feel good. Yeah, I love it. Well, and there's so much beautiful music that you've made. And um, there's so much beautiful music that you continue to make. Um, is there something right now that you're excited about, whether it's a song um, or, you know, your coaching or all of it, anything that's coming that we should also be on the lookout for? Well, this is kind of wacky, but we just we started it last night uh, officially. Well, side note, I wanted to say, so I'm going back through those years of the early, early parenting and COVID and taking those essays and kind of putting them into a book for, you know, just because I did really kind of uh, nearly lose my mind with with twins and COVID, um, but then used all the resources and, you know, at my disposal to, to deepen and expand and um, wouldn't have it any other way. But the fun thing that Eben and I started doing is I took the kind of the hypno skill, the hypnotic skills that I've learned from my, from my course, like my certification. And, and I started doing it at the beginning of our rehearsals because I've been talking about how do we get into that place fast? If we've just come from a place of chaos with our family. So, so I would do these hypnotic inductions sometimes while we were even just playing strumming back and forth. And it would get us into these places and then Eben would go and then we would have a rehearsal, which can, if you've ever rehearsed with your significant other can be just horrible. Um, But we, over and over, we kept saying that was the best rehearsal we've ever had. Oh my gosh, that was the best rehearsal we've ever had. And then Eben says, I'm never going to rehearse with you until, unless you do this induction first, and then we're not going to perform until you do like a hypnotic induction with him because, and because it drops me into a place just yes I am kind of the one doing it so in a way I could say oh I'm having to do extra work but it puts me in a different space and then it naturally puts Evan in a different place and so what we started doing was it was after an ecstatic dance my friend said will you come do medicine music so as we started with the hypnotic thing I did just just and everyone's on blankets after an ecstatic dance and just inviting people to let their unconscious mind bubble up and give them anything they need nothing nothing to you know out there and then we went into my husband's very jazz influenced in his guitar so then we went into like a jazz experimental thing and then i sang one of my songs and then we brought everybody back and it was so so now we're scheduled to do that kind of in a longer you know hour long people are doing a lot of sound healing these days and we're just calling this like hypno medicine music because it's different. There's not a bunch of gongs and bowls. It's what we do, but it's what we do very intentional, bringing this hypnotic element. And so we're, yeah, so we're, we're starting that in June. We have our first gig at the end of the month. And um, that's just a little side, side, I don't know, 
it's a little something. I love it. Well, I love that idea of like what lights us up and like people can't see you right now, but like you're lit up, right? Oh. Like it excites you, like it's turning mm -hmm. on and that's going to change for us creatives, mm -hmm. right? So right now it's like, oh, this is what lights me up right now. I can use these different skills I have. And I will forever be laughing that you just said, like, you know, if you've ever tried to rehearse with your spouse, I'm like, oh, I just always think like that Pete and I should be better at it after all these years. It should be like easy to be like change from what's for dinner and, you know, who's driving the kids and like, OK, we better practice. Like that's why we've been playing separate gigs here for a little while, because it's so many it's so many roles to juggle with each other. So, yes, it's we'll so have another. I mean, we should have just a whole conversation about that because from everything from the creativity part where you show up creatively and, and you want to take care of your partner, but it's also the person that you talk kind of not carefully with, <laughs> but then you're stepping on their creative little hearts. And there's so much that goes into it. And it was, I mean, I'll just say that we had a one of our first shows, just sound check. Just sound check was so horrible. I remember going backstage going, if I ever play another show with you, like ever. So we've gotten so, so, so much better. But it used to be the hardest thing we did was to play music together. That was the hardest time we ever had. And now, you know, and then it was parenting young twins. And now music is getting to be one of the more fun things we do together through much growth, much growth. I love it. I just always can count on a really honest conversation with you. And I love it. It's just like songwriting. If we are honest and authentic, we don't have to wonder if it's going to touch other people. It's going to. And like mm. you said, they're going to hear it the way they need to hear it. But mm. just like if we can be honest and authentic and not afraid to go deep, which is something I've known with you from day one, that you're not afraid to do that. And so then you give us these presents, these songs that end up being something where I can just listen to it. And then I go deep in me while mm. I'm listening to it. And that that's definitely been my experience today. And I hope everybody puts you, you know, on repeat, whether, whether they're listening in Spotify or Apple Music or, um, you know, all the different in your Patreon, all the different places that you are. It's just such good, good music. And I feel like you've you've, uh, you know, overcome, you know, all the different resistance that we all go through and obstacles to be able to do that. So it's been awesome to be with you today and, mm. and be able to listen. You too, Anne. And I just love seeing you just go for whatever is the next exciting thing. Like you said, I mean, I'll get excited talking about this hypno medicine music. And then you're saying, oh, wow, I love having these conversations and these podcasts. And it's not, the old paradigm is that we need to pick one thing and stick to it. But the new paradigm is realizing, oh, my creativity, it just kind of leads me in these different ways. And there's a season where this is more, right? There's a season where I'm touring more. There's a season where I'm teaching more. There's a season where I'm coaching, you know, and just having that all be okay and trusting our own inner pull and and letting and letting it unfold in sometimes a messy way that's, that doesn't always seem linear, Um yeah, I love watching you do that. You're modeling that for everybody. Well, thank you so much. I love that you just put that into words. That's such a beautiful permission, which is what our creativity begs for, right? Give us permission. Give yeah. me permission to change with the seasons and to yeah. ebb and to flow. And well, a big hello and gratitude also to the rest of your family for 
whatever they needed to do right now to uh, be okay without you. <laughs> Yours as well. <laughs> I know they've been pretty quiet since they're off for the summer, but well, awesome. Molly, it's always a pleasure. And I want everybody to go. Um, actually, I want you to tell us where they, you know, if you, I, I forgot to double check your website address, but I did want to spell your last name for people. And it's in the show notes, but Molly Venter, V-E-N-T-E-R. And is it mollyventer.com? I can't remember. You know, it's good. Everything now is through Goodnight Moonshine. So goodnightmoonshine.com. And then I'll have a little page where it's my solo stuff and coaching and yada, yada. But it's through goodnightmoonshine.com. And then, you know, the Patreon slash Molly Venter. And of course, all the music. I would say all my newest music is on Spotify through Goodnight Moonshine. Um, and there's stuff from Red Molly too. And yeah. Oh, great. Yes, people, I'll put that all in the show notes, everybody. But you definitely want to go look up Red Molly music and lots of Goodnight Moonshine and then find Molly's Patreon page because um, I'm on there too, commenting and liking, which is really fun. So thank you, Molly Venter, for being the creative vessel that you are. It makes my soul happy. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much to Molly for being our guest songwriter today. And thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast and you can leave a review, that helps us out a lot. That would be great. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an upcoming episode. Love hearing from you. Reach out to me anytime. It's Ann Sibley here signing off. Take care.